Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. What the heck is going on with you? What do you what t shirt are you wearing? I am wearing my Wolfie T shirt. Uh Center for Humans and Nature. Really? Yeah. Uh I, the light I live gray. here you have the too. Light gray, right? You have the light gray? Yeah, I got the light gray. It it's gray is my color and I know it doesn't show out as much as the one Gavin has. Who he loves so much, Gavin Van Horn. I, I have the oh. I have the one Gavin has. I have the one Gavin has. Only I have it on. Oh, okay. The, yeah, I'm wearing the same color he's wearing, but I'm wearing a wolf T-shirt also. Sorry to interrupt you. You're going to make a comment about Gavin. Well, I was just going to say, staff member at a uh, uh, celebrated author at uh, Center for Humans and Nature. So and that's um, who the proceeds from the sale of this T-shirt go to, 100%. Yes, that's that's the good word here this week. Uh, these shirts, and just think about it. You take a look at one of these shirts, you say, boy, if I know somebody who's into the environment, this could be the go-to holiday gift. Yeah, it really could be, couldn't it? Sure could. I'm, it's on my list of stuff to get for celebrated for certain people, you know. Why not? Why not? Hey, we got hey. a rat story. Do we have a story? I mean, uh, yeah, th- th- this is a very deceptively dangerous critter. Uh, this yeah, rodent. Yeah, yeah. So you go to it. You're <laughs> the animal. You're the animal man. So have oh. at it. All right. So I love the headline of the article that we linked. The headline is among the reasons not to pet this puffball of a rodent. Its fur is packed with poison. Study finds. <sighs> so yeah, this is a rodent. It's actually a rat, I think. Yeah, it is a rat. They call it a rat, and I believe it is a rat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an East African rat, and this this guy, well, his face kind of looks a little bit more like a ferret or a <laughs> raccoon, right? This reminds me of Caddyshack. Right? <laughs> does look like the gopher from Caddyshack a little bit, too. He's got that look. He's got. That, he's a little puffier, though. I agree with him. He's got a little crest, you know, a little fur coming, popping out of his head. And you yeah. think, oh, cute little rat. You know, because he's very pettable. Pretty, he, yeah, he looks he looks different than our rats. He looks a little more rat friendly or person friendly. But you know what? You'd be wrong if you thought that because this guy, he lives in a very specific area of Africa where they have all these poisonous plants. And he's got one in particular that he chews on with his saliva and then licks his fur with it. And it's like deadly poison. It, yeah. it can fell an elephant. Yes. Just a few, yeah, just a few milligrams can kill a human. So this is this is the real deal. This is yeah. this is not a joke. And now people say, well, there's no such thing as poisonous rat. You're right. This is not poisonous. His fur has poison on it, placed there yeah. by him. By him. So this guy is a tool user, <laughs> a weaponizer. Exactly. Yeah. He uh, I, just to give it an idea of the size. This I saw it says it's two pounds. So two it's pounds more like big. a. Yeah, it's like a like a like a okay. medium sized rabbit of sorts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah, say exactly. the other thing is that when you look at it, the fur is a pronounced thing, which yeah. is its protective measure because it's it's like a fur ball, which means a puff ball. So that means that he can the fur is so pronounced that you, that a that an animal that comes to attack it is going to bite. And he's going yeah. to bite into fur, and that is the key to this little animal being able to survive. 
Yes. Um, now, here, here's the best description I've heard of it. <laughs> For those who encounter it, they'll see a rabbit-sized rodent that resembles a gray puffball crossed with a skunk. <laughs> yeah, a skunk, uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a rat story. Wow. What do you, I, what do you I think? Just, I like it. What I like about this story, though, it is, is it, this is breaking rat news because I see that the, the this <laughs> breaking was, rat news. Yeah, because it's November twenty first, and the fact is that this thing is so rare, and they yeah. knew that it had this killer attribute to it. They just recently have been able to kind of figure out by uh, by capturing a couple of these, and that is a challenge in itself. What the deal is? So this is the, I call it breaking rat news because this is a finding that we have this is a scientific finding in fact it was in the journal of it was in some sort of journal that it was written it's yeah it was released from the smithsonian yeah. national zoo and conservation institute <laughs> well, so we are giving you scientific least. stuff here we're not we're, we're no, not going we're bullshit. Not, hey this is a new york post stuff like i do <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah this is most of our stories from the new york post <laughs> Okay, uh, good comment. I have something else I want to say, but I'm going to pass it up because we've got a really big two takes. So moving on. Keep moving. Yeah, let's have the moving word on jump. up. <laughs> okay, we've got we got a word, and our word is proselytize, nice. and P R O S E L Y T A T I Z E. I've seen a T I S E also, so you can take your pick. Yeah, that's English. Yeah, that's the bridge. So uh, the definition. Is yes. to convert or recruit. So I was reading this book uh, about Larry. Well, what Doby. kind of book Larry, was it, John? It was a baseball book. Oh, um, and it was oh, about oh. yeah or, news. That's breaking news, also. Uh, so uh, Larry, it was the book is called Larry Doby: The Struggle of American League's First Black Player. So we all know about Jackie Robinson, but little do we quite often not know about the fact that Larry Doby, within about two months of Robinson making his MLB debut, um, Larry Doby made his debut with the American League. And he is, and so that's, I don't want to go into the story. So let's, let, let me just give you yeah. the sentence that, and, um, and here's a sentence, because the owner of the, the, the Cleveland Indians decided that he was going to rush this thing in, in terms of bringing him in, into the forefront, introducing him. So he said, here, here's what it is. Bill Beck quickly introduced Larry Doby to his new teammates, thereby giving recalcitrant players little time to do proselytizing. So in other words, uh, there was obviously a group of players who wouldn't shake Larry Doby's hand, and were, there was this group, and they were going to kind of protest it in any ways that they could. And so, spreading, and they're spreading the word, proselytizing that point of view. Yeah, that's trying to get, you know, trying to uh, to get other players to get with their side. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty mm. good. So good, that's it's a good word. Good, uh, good citation. Good. Hey, good. you know what? I got to tell you, you know what the biggest holiday gift item. Is I just saw it in the newspaper on the news today. What's that? Chess sets. I wonder why. I don't have any idea what's going on here, but I the do. sale of chess sets has gone up three hundred percent over the last couple of weeks. I can tell you why. Can you give me any idea what's going on here? Yes, in fact, it's <laughs> our topic. It's our two takes. Okay. Yeah, we're doing the Queen's Gambit, which is. Uh, a seven installment miniseries on Netflix 
and it was rated number one for a couple of weeks. Then yeah. uh, I think it's down to number four now. A lot of people really? have seen it. Yeah. yeah. Well, just... I think this is one they're going to watch. People are going to watch twice because I'm going through it for the second time. I watched it by myself, and then I now I'm watching it with Mary Jane. I have to, you know, I have to censor these things, make sure they're okay. So I it's, guess just to give a little bit of the background real, yeah. real quick, it's a, I would call this movie or this tele-series uh, of seven episodes, which is six and a half hours long, a coming-of-age uh, child prodigy chess movie and uh, with a little girl who threw her life up all the way up to making it to the... Uh, to the Grandmaster Champions, the World Championship of Chess. Um, I, the setting is the, it starts in the mid-50s, goes through into the 60s. Lexington, Kentucky starts, it starts there, but it's got, it, the movie has got all kinds of great stuff we can talk about, but I think that pretty well tells it. The movie was made pre-COVID, was made in yep. starting in August of 2019. It was filmed in, uh, and also in Berlin, Germany. Uh, mm. it's got, it, it doesn't have what you call these, it has a lot of a Netflix type, uh, actors and actresses, but one woman, the woman who care, plays Beth Harmon, the, the little girl who becomes this chess champion, is played by Anya Taylor Dash Joy, and she is really, really good. Wow. I mean, she's Incredible. the big, she is the big name, but, uh, I, I can tell you right now that all of the, of the, of the actors in this movie do great, do a very, very, very good job. Yeah, so. I didn't see I didn't see one stale performance. I didn't see anyone calling it in. There were no real big name stars. You know, she's she's now a big deal because of this. But before this, she was in Glass and she was in Split. Yeah, uh, were two good uh, Shamalia uh, M Night Shamalia movies that were really pretty good. You know, it's a trilogy. It's kind of a comic book movie, but uh, this is a different kind of part for her. And I thought she was good in that. She was a, her look is arresting. You know, yeah. you can't help not look at her. Her face is is different. Uh, you know, it's more triangular, and she has these lamplight eyes, quite wow. large. So, why don't you, you give say? me what what what's your overall feel? You know, where does this kind of rank, or what do you feel? Well, what really captivated you as you watched this movie? Well, ca- several things captivated me more than anything. Just this for me, it was the story. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm one of those 12 step uh, alcoholics anonymous guys. It's not that anonymous about yeah. it. I didn't and mention so, it, but there is an addiction element to this item, to this story also. Yeah, big time. So, uh, I followed that with great interest and familiarity. She's, she, uh, but also I got to thinking a lot about it and, you know, she was orphaned or we thought she was orphaned at a very young age and she was virtually orphaned. Her mother committed suicide with her in the car and yeah. it was very traumatic and and from from that point forward i think she once she got to the orphanage where they took her like the same day her mother dies she goes to an orphanage once she went to the orphanage you know she just closed up she she just watched you know because she didn't feel safe anymore obviously you know anything can happen and so that that kind of got me right there, you know. But that never left her until the very end of the miniseries. She finally yeah. says out loud to other people what's going on with her and, you know, why she is the way she is. The chess, the chess is breathtaking. Uh, yeah. You know, 
breathtaking. As you watch this thing, you just become mesmerized by it. You do not have to know one chess move in order to enjoy this. I, I agree. You will enjoy the chess matches. And once you get past the second episode, the pace picks up with chess considerably. By the midpoint, you've got a lot of chess, and then all the way to the end, you've got a lot of chess. There's a lot of some personal stuff going on, too, and some relationship stuff. She has difficulty connecting and being real with people because she doesn't like to open up and stuff like that, and she sneaks a lot of things around, like her drinking and her drug use. But, you know, and oh, we forgot to mention, spoiler alert, <laughs> you cannot talk about this movie meaningfully without spoiling it for other people, so... If you don't want to hear any more about it, you better just stop listening and go watch it. It takes six and a half hours, and you can easily do it in two days. If you wanted to watch it, you know, a lot of people I read with the user reviews and IMDb said, you might be best because it's so captivating. If you are going to to start early in the day, because you might end up be watching it in the middle of the night. If you decide at 10 o'clock, you're going to start watching this. (laughs) You know, I totally, I totally agree. Totally agree. If you are anything like Bill Harmon and you have an addictive personality, it might be a good idea to start early because, you know, do, watch three of them, take a break. Watch two, take a break. Watch the last two, take a break. Whatever, you know, however you want to do it. Or just watch them all straight through. You can do that. But I think that would, there's a lot of heavy stuff in this movie. You know, there's a lot of yeah. things that are a little hard to watch. So I'm not talking about like pornographic or, or violent or or anything like that, self-destructive stuff that goes on in it. Yeah. And that's common. That's common in a lot of drug and alcohol movies. Right? I would give you my – we can go back to uh, if you have any sure, other comments. But yeah, what, yeah, my, my, I got two words that I saw, three words that were described that I thought pretty well tell it for me. Instant sports classic. Yeah. Now, you say chess, sports – Come on, give me a break. I mean, we're going to snooze through these games. No, I don't think so. Uh-uh. I think what we've got here, the elements of a good sports movie are you need a sport and you need yeah. a player. Now, what makes the chess really good, just like maybe tennis and golf, even baseball, because usually baseball confronts pitcher versus, you know, hitter. So the fact is you needed some individualized action. And that's what we've got here where we've got a, we got a, you know, we got an opponent and we've got a player. And so the, you say, well, how do we make chess the sport? The production qualities and the oh. editing. I think the person, once somebody said, if you want to give a high five to one person for the whole movie, you know, the, the hidden, the hidden hero here is the editor. Absolutely. Because you, you, when you're watching it and you see the way that they do the chess games, um, it, it, you don't need, and like you said, you don't need to know chess, but you feel, you have a total appreciation for the sport in the complicated nature of it uh, based upon the games and also the way that they talk about it. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be sitting there and all of a sudden they're replaying games in, in, the, uh, in their minds and they're, they're talking about it. People will be talking about it. I, uh, and that my last thing I thought was really good, two, th- two things actually. One is that I decided to take a deep dive to see what chess players think of this, expert chess players. And what they were able to do to show you how authentic this game is, and by the way, there are some very famous like chess games and chess moves. The, the Queen's Gambit is a, a preliminary, it's the introdu- introductory moves that you make in a game. It's a, it's a very, very historic 
famous way of starting a game. And so the fact is that somebody said they were identifying the games. They said, well, that was the 1859 so-and-so game they played there in in the movie. So there's just nothing fake about it. Now, the other thing is that you watch them play and – the method that they do, this quick action that you see, that that as they hit the clock, this and that, whatever, this is real. This is the way, because there is a, there's an element of, you know, this is a mental game, obviously, and there's an element of that. The other thing I thought was funny was that I read where um, the star here, Anya Taylor-Joy, she doesn't know chess at all. She's starting at, at square one here, no pun intended. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she ended up having to learn how to not play chess, but to do the moves. It's sort of like you were, if you were given a, if you were said, well, you're going to make an Italian movie and you've got to phonetically now learn uh, Italian. Okay. She had to learn the moves in order to do it. And the, she said the, the hardest part was where she was playing these three uh, pretty good players and she was playing simultaneously. And so yeah. you watch yeah. her, yeah. And all these moves that she's making, there is no fake here at all. No, no, there's not. It was, it was really authentic. Mary Jane, my wife, plays chess, and my, my son and daughter did, too. Yeah. Did too. And, uh, uh, you know, Rose has already seen it, and she said the same thing. She said, gosh, you know, totally authentic as far as she could tell. And plus, they don't cut away, you know, or anything no. like that. They They stay on. And uh, yeah, the camera work on this is amazing. The what you start to realize is you watch these really high level matches. She she starts rising and rising and rising because she keeps winning. She only loses a few matches. Yeah. And uh and the the thing you realize is you watch their faces. And first when she starts, when she starts, her first friend, the first thing she did publicly was she when she's 9 years old, she went to the local high school and played 12 players simultaneously. She she didn't have a seat. She was walking around. Yeah, <laughs> she beat the crap out of all of them, and and they gave her a box of candy, <laughs> you know. And so that was her first match oh, and her funny. first prize. Prize, you know? yeah, yeah. So she you know she she liked it. She said she has quite a feeling. She was talking to her mentor, the janitor at the orphanage. Yeah, you yeah. you segue right into the I think the important thing. We got some unsung heroes in terms of the cast. To one of them is oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Shabel, who's a custodian at the Shabel, at yeah. the orphanage, who teaches her chess in yeah. the in the basement, and he is so good at this. And I mean, he plays such a, a at the end of the movie. A very pivotal point is when he, she goes back, and I don't want to say any more than that. But it's it's really she gets oh, a yeah. fond she has such fond memories and realizes because the guy was rather stoic when he first started with her. <laughs> well, he never said a whole lot to her. He never displayed any emotion, you know. Yeah. But but it went deep, you know. When she got adopted and, and left the or- orphanage, you know, he came out of his hole. And stood back behind the principal and, and, and the assistant principal and, and looked at her and she waved to him and he just looked at her. I mean, he was very unexpressive. Very. And I think he was one of her role models. That's one of the things you learn about her is she's like silly putty when the movie starts. Yeah. And she, she absorbs the yeah, people she's, a sponge. she's around. She's like a sponge. And so she had these crazy short bangs because that's what her mother had. And yeah. That's how she arrived at the at the orphanage. By the time she, uh, you know, got adopted, 
And then she started looking like her adopted mother. She got her hair longer and wore the same kind of clothes and stuff. And, and there's then, the other know, star. There's the other one who needs to get, oh, we need to give some, uh, you know, credos to. Yeah, she did an mother. incredible job. She's got her own challenges and, mm-hmm. um, and she does a great job of, of, it, it's kind of a, you, you look at it and say, you don't quite understand the relationship and how it works, but considering the way Beth Harmon is, I think she does a pretty good yeah. job because she's dealing with some pretty tough material there when it comes to an adoptive child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. It's just a great story. You can tell by our conversation about it. It covers it. It's much more than just a slice of life or an autobiography or something like that. You feel and experience everything. Every color is perfect. Because yeah, we lived through this time, the 50s and the 60s. Right. And I can tell you, the furniture is perfect. The color of everything's perfect. The pointy bras are perfect. The cars are perfect. The hair is perfect. The lipstick, right. the eyeliner, the How music. about the cigarettes? The Chesterfields, yes. <laughs> the, the cigarettes no, are perfect. Yeah, you're the, you're, you just hit on this, the other point. The, the, the music yeah, is, it, it's a, is really good, but it's an eclectic group of oh, songs. Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix. It's like it goes anywhere from classical music all the way to jazz. It's got Nancy Wilson, Quincy Jones, and uh, Peggy Lee, and then you've got pop rock like the monkeys in it, which kind of yep. fits the yep. fits the times. Fits the times very well. And I thought the selection and the way they they were able to use the music, particularly the the song with Venus, where yeah, she dances. Out of the TV. Yeah, yeah, and she's singing. And she's dancing to it. Yeah. The other thing I like, uh, uh, you mentioned the well, production, how it's so close to the time, you know, with respect to the 60s. It's also the location shooting, where, yeah. because the tournaments are taking place in Mexico City, Paris, France. Um, they're taking place in Moscow. Moscow. So you're getting, when you watch this movie, you are, you look at it and you're, you, you think, wow, this, the, 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 the location scenes are really impressive. Okay, so we're running out of time. On are we uh, really? Last word. Yeah, we are. Last word. Everybody should see this movie. There's no one I think is immune to this. I don't think anyone can watch this and not love it. Uh, I don't say that about many movies, but I think it's... What do you think, John? Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I think what, what last word for me would be, um, this movie, even though it's six and a half hours, I would love to see it in a theater. Me too. Because of the music... Yep. And the the enormous, the beautiful p- production values we have. Yeah. This was yeah. meant for the big screen, but it's six, it was. unfortunately six and a half hours. You'd almost have to watch it in two nights, you know, at a theater. Or have, a, have an intermission, serious intermission. You could do that. It breaks <laughs> up pretty well. <laughs> You'd have your intermission would be an hour. Go out for lunch. Yeah, have lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyways, we, you know oh, what we need oh, now. Oh. You know what we need now. What do we need? Groner. Groner, a groaner. So let's try two of these, okay? You know, by now, the way, our, I've, I've got one. By the way, you have a groaner. Yeah. So I give one. Then is that true? Is that right? That's true. That's right. Okay. Put your best okay. Up, I'm, I, your best but up. I do have to because we have a true, trusted source of groaners. That happens to be Vincent Anthony Lauter Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. The coach. And he uh, has provided us with our groaners in. This week he usually gives me four. It's a tough, it's a tough call, but I think I've got it. So do you want want me to do my groaner first? Please. Okay. What happened to the guy who was attacked 
by a gang of mime artists. Oh, oh, I don't know. They did unspeakable things to him. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, Mike Groner comes from Mary Jane Daniels, my wife of many years, 48 years. So here goes. Uh, what did the psychiatrist say when the horse walked in his office? What did the psychiatrist say when the horse... And what did he say? Why the long face? Ha 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 ha!